Hey, Dylan Kelly here, host of the Wave Break Podcast. Excited to get into this episode, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Wave Break Podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the growth marketing platform most recommended by other business leaders. Listen, in uncertain times, you need to be supporting your community and growing relationships with your customers. It's going to be appreciated. It's going to be remembered. It's going to be shared. And in good times and bad, this type of communication that's open and empathetic with your customers is key. This is a key theme that we've been talking about at Waybreak. I've been preaching this on the podcast. And when you're communicating with your customers in this way, the best way to do this is with email. It is and always will be one of the best channels for delivering communication like this. And what I love about Klaviyo is that email is one of its core offerings. And their personalization that you can do inside Klaviyo is just, it can't be beat. And when you leverage that personalization driven by a 360 degree view of the customer, these emails are going to feel more relevant and they're going to drive even stronger relationships. And Klaviyo gets it. They're not just, you know, some company. They understand how challenging it is right now for every entrepreneur. You know, it was hard to get your business off the ground and navigating these times is even harder. And if you're feeling overwhelmed with growing your business, know that you're not alone. Klaviyo is here to help you build relationships across any distance for your brand and create memorable and meaningful email marketing moments that last a lifetime. And that's how you build a successful e-commerce brand. And this is why I love Klaviyo so much because they're on the same page with me and Wavebreak is like, we're not just about making more revenue, that's great, but what this is really about is an opportunity to create an amazing community with your customers and the best way to do it is with email. And if you're not on Klaviyo, you gotta get on Klaviyo. Visit klaviyo.com to schedule a free trial. That's K-L-A-V-I. IYO.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Wavebreak Podcast, the podcast for high growth e commerce, direct to consumer, and retail brands. I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, founder and CEO of Wavebreak. If your email and SMS program is ready for a refresh, it's that time you got to maximize performance. If you got flows that have been running for years, not optimized, you probably have email subscribers hiding out in every nook and cranny of your ESP, whether it's Klaviyo or something else that you're not targeting that you need to start targeting and sending personalized messaging to, to maximize performance from that existing listing customer base. It's not going to solve all of your problems, but it is going to make your e-commerce marketing a lot easier because you have a baseline of best in class email and SMS to begin with. If you want to learn more about how we help brands implement that framework and drive more email and SMS revenue, you can do so at waybreak.com. Really excited for today's episode. I'm going to keep the intro short because we get into it, uh, but I'm joined by my first ever two guest episodes. There's three of us on the podcast. I'm joined by Mike and Bo, co-founders of Sunday Scaries. They went from running a bar and restaurant to launching a CBD brand, originally scaling it on Facebook. And then like a lot of people are experiencing today, well, not quite, they were kicked off Facebook and it got so bad that they ended up creating a bunch of new accounts, including their moms, using their moms as to sign up for Facebook accounts to run ads. And so uh, the, we cover everything from podcast uh, marketing as a consumer brand to branding to just how to actually scale a brand and think about marketing and channels and diversification and everything in between. So it's a great one. I'm really excited to get into this one. Thanks so much, Mike and Bo, for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, excited to, we've got, I think this is the first time I've actually had like two guests at the same time. So I'm really excited. This is a first after over like 200 episodes in like four years. All right, we'll try to, we'll try to impress you then. It needs to be twice as good now. You got, um, Mar- you got Mario and Luigi. I love it. Let's dive in. So Sunday Scaries, I think this is a product that a lot of, you know, especially under the pandemic that a lot of people are probably more interested in. Um, tell us, give us the brief overview. I don't know if I, should I punt it to somebody or who's the, I'll, I'll, I'll fire. I'll start us off. Yeah. Um, Bo and I went to college together, uh, and we actually used to own a bar and grill here in San Diego and just got super fucking stressed. Um, can we swear that thing? Yeah. Can we swear? Is that cool? Yeah. So it's, it's been marked as explicit since like episode 10. All right. So I'll, I'll, try, <laughs> I'll try to tone it down. I'm starting off hot. Um, we, we worked in the business and on the business, you know, six hours or six days a week, um, double digit hours. And we basically found ourselves strapped to the business. We, we were anchored. Um, 
Michael Gerber talks about this in the book, The E-Myth, just how like you think you're going to be free as an entrepreneur and have this like, you know, sense of autonomy, but instead you like shackle yourself to the business that you create. And that's exactly what we felt, um, as well as just all the pitfalls of a brick and mortar business. Um, so after a couple of years, three years, our, our buddy Garrett took us out to, to golf and said, you guys look, you guys look stressed. You look like crap. Um, and you guys need to take a break. Also try some CBD. So Bo and I took it on the golf course and just felt this like cool, calm sense of relief um, and actually played played some pretty good golf that day, um, which is sometimes rare. And then we went online and tried to look for, for products to purchase. And there was just a ton of gaps. I mean, this was 2017, uh, back when you know my mom thought that the um, DEA was going to kick, kick my door open for selling this stuff. Uh, so we decided to take the plunge and, and pivot away from the bar model and go into uh, CBD and e-commerce. Interesting. And just to just to throw a little dovetail, like owning a bar and restaurant is the the game of putting out a thousand fires, none of which have like economic upside, right? So, on a daily basis, we're used to getting our asses handed to us. A dishwasher shows up stoned, or a drunk customer, you know, breaks a plate, or a homeless person shits on the doorstep. Right? You're just dealing with issues, so we're always <laughs> stressed out. So when we found something that wasn't alcohol or drugs that helped us you know, calm down. That was non-psychoactive. It was, we were like, hell yeah, this is something that we, we want to get behind. This is something that we're really, really into. Yeah. And then like, did you know how to like, were you doing internet marketing for the restaurant and bar when you ran that or like, no. So you're like, we have this idea for this product. And then like, just tried to figure it out from there. Yeah. We'd had, um, I'd had some e-com experience, um, but you know, back then CBD wasn't newsworthy. It wasn't in the media. It wasn't even on face on policies for uh, F- Facebook or Snapchat. We were the you know when we launched on Snapchat, we were the first CBD brand on Snapchat, one of the first on Facebook, Instagram, and we just ran unimpeded, just scaling super fast because Facebook didn't even know what CBD was as a company, and it was awesome. I mean, our first <laughs> 2018, you know, went from like. A few thousand dollars in sales when we launched 2017 to multi-million dollar company in 2018 because our our scalability was just so frictionless. So and off the back of Facebook ads. So then what happened? Then at what point did like Facebook crack down that? I mean, that was probably like a pretty like scary moment. End of 2018 uh, is when they started really clamping down. 2018 Farm Bill came in. You know, there's there's a lot of interpretations of what that means. Um, basically, you know, you have cannabis and then you have hemp and marijuana under it and kind of these, you know, all the big limited partners, board of directors, they're, they're looking at it, anything derived from hemp, even if it's non-psychoactive as cannabis, right? So you're kind of just put in this, this blanket. I mean, before the 2018 farm bill, CBD was classified as schedule one with heroin. So, you know, that's how they're looking at it. It's very outdated. It's very, naive it's very non-progressive right and and still to this day it's how most big marketing companies or platforms like google amazon facebook or meta still look at cbd so it is still a challenge yeah and then like was the initial product the cbd gummy yeah and so so how'd you figure that out like it's like let's make this let's make this gummy because the gummy vitamin was also still kind of revolutionary at the time like it's not like it was like the gummy vitamin is, has not been around as long as I think like people think like really it was Ollie who like blew that up. But even that was like, I, I forget when that was started, 2013, 2014. So like, how did you go about, yeah. I mean, cause, and it's a unique product. Like you said, it was categorized in the same category as heroin. And so you're like, Hey, I got to put CBD into this gummy. Like, was it difficult to get that initial product to market? I mean, the, the hardest part out of the gate was, and still today is finding, you know, reliable, high highly sophisticated um, meets deadlines, you know, CBD manufacturers. And back then it was exponentially harder um, because it was basically, you know, kind of like breaking bad. You know, you have small little flex spaces and guys that see money in CBD and are just trying to manufacture. So we had to vet manufacturers and then we liked the vitamins D3 and B12 with the broad spectrum CBD. And our customer feedback initially was great on efficacy. Our refund rate on 100% refund offer was 2%. So, you know, 98 out of 100 customers are keeping it. And that's what we ran with as our flagship. So, Dylan, back then too, it was really taboo. So, we decided to launch our flagship, you know, OG bottle 
um, with gummies because it was just an easy way to introduce uh, customers to something versus having them be at work, be stressed out around their boss and like dropping some, you know, tincture droplets under, under their tongue. Um, this one is just a little bit more, um, you know, under, under the radar, I guess. I mean, now it's, it's pretty acceptable, acceptable, but again, this is back in 2017 where if you drop something under your tongue, people will be like, what, what is that person doing over there? Yeah. yeah. What, um, and then was it hard to like formulate and like get it to taste good and like be like a great product with that? Or was it pretty straightforward once you're like, Hey, we want to stick it in the gummy. We found the right manufacturer. And then from there. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of what Bo said. Um, just to echo him, it was it's it, it was the wild wild west back in 2017. <laughs> I mean, you had stoners creating um, gummies in their garage and selling it out. So it, it took a long time to you know vet uh, manufacturing facilities that are GMP um, registered and um, or FDA registered and GMP certified, uh, and to find you know credible legitimate partners. Um, and then from that, the formulation process is, is excruciating. I mean, you go back and forth, back and forth, sample to sample. Um, we also incorporate vitamins into all of our different products based on what the use case is. So we have a product called Big Spoon, um, which is a sleep oil that has other stuff in it besides CBD and then CBN, which is a, a minor cannabinoid called uh, cannabinol. Um, to help induce sleep and to and to keep the the customer sleeping and, and to wake up non groggy. So yeah, it's it's iteration after iteration after iteration um, to get to the product that 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 we like. We had to try a lot of shitty samples, and we also had to make sure they didn't have THC in them because a lot of people were transplants from the cannabis industry. So, <laughs> so so they could. Okay, that makes sense. So like all these people in the garage making the product, like you don't know how quality the product's going to be, or if it's even going to be pure CBD based on. Yeah, and, and we that. didn't work with them, but we vetted them and through the vetting oh, process. Oh, okay. Okay. You're like, Oh, you have a shitty manufacturing plant. Like this is not, this is not kosher for us. Right. So, so would you like test it? Like you'd get it and then you have to like yeah. run it through a lab or something. Yeah. We'd send it to third-party labs to verify everything. Um, yeah. And I know you guys have like a big lab, like results process that you lean into too, as like part of ensuring you have a quality product. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, we've been sent, you know, CBD products that have high content, high um, concentration of THC on them on in on accident, you know? So like if a normal person took these and took three gummies and they got ripped off 15 milligrams of THC, I mean, you'd be high as a kite for 24 hours and we can't have that. Right. And so every product we get, we send to a third party that's not supplied by the manufacturer, a third-party, independent, non-associated lab to check all the boxes, check the you know the efficacy and the contents of each product to make sure we're actually getting what we're paying for. So, Dylan, the the game's pretty dark. I mean, if we don't take these steps on our end, we'll get sent you know COA certificates of analysis that are doctored. Uh, we'll get sent fake fake photos for facilities. Um, you know, you know, fake. Um, registrations for the FDA. Um, it, it, it's pretty crazy what's going on. There's also a ton of middlemen. Uh, middlemen. So if, if you have somebody that, you know, says that they're selling raw materials that they procure on their own, they could be just buying it and reselling it. That goes on a lot. So, you know, luckily for us, we have a close friend named Nick um, over at KND Labs, who we actually just went out with last night to go check out a goals game. Um, and he does everything on his own. He has his own facility with his own equipment. Um, so we make sure that we're just getting, you know, the best possible raw materials that we can from a trusted source. Yeah. And that makes sense. And so to go back to the marketing side now, so that's how you got the product. That's how you make sure it's great. Facebook's cranking and then 2019 hits like what, obviously some people were taking it. You had the low refund rate. So I'm sure it was like, okay, we at least know these people are going to keep coming back. But like, what was it like trying to navigate that and figure it out? Well, it's, uh, I mean, it sucks and it's frustrating, right? Cause we have, we have uh, friends in um, a business group called EO. It's a national organization, and you know they run e-commerce brands of selling protein powder. I mean, a, a good example is Snapchat. is a was a fucking disaster of a company to work with. I mean, talk about disconnection. I mean, their shares are down like fifty percent or something, or forty percent. It's like when we're working with their compliance team, or we're, we work with our account rep, right? So we create 
ads, um, design landing pages, which cause dev costs and designer costs. We get it all through with their compliant with their uh, policies, and then it goes to compliance, which is completely separate from account management. And they come back with fifty changes, right? And then we have to make those changes. And then every time we submit, it goes to a new compliance officer. So imagine, as a brand, we're investing tens of thousands of dollars in creatives, in gifts, and videos. And every time we submit them, a new compliance officer, who by 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 you know how we look at it, it's like this could be some guy or girl who just got dumped and they're pissed off and that's how subjective it is. And they're like, you know what? I don't like, this is a vague policy. So I'm going to chop these five things off. And we ended up pulling the plug on Snapchat because it was so frustrating. Um, so, you know, from a CBD standpoint, it's just, it's different per platform, but that's the kind of stuff that we deal with. We're like, you know what? Screw you guys. If you guys, like, we're trying to spend half a million dollars with you and we can't get a dedicated compliance officer and our account manager doesn't know the compliance department and it's all it's so unorganized for a public company that's one of the largest social companies in the world. Um, so it's it's very frustrating from a CBD brand. And then we have friends that have like, you know, a normal vitamin or a, a normal protein powder, and they can just scale effectively like a normal business should be able to do. So um, there's, there's certainly challenges. And you talk about marketing channels. I mean, this goes everywhere from snail mail, the CTV, the billboards to um paid social to google ppc to amazon yeah it's crazy yeah so what are you allowed to advertise on today like in the current state of everything so allowed to is is uh is the key there right so we're allowed to be on facebook um but facebook has so many facebook and instagram but they have so many policies that it almost removes the essence of marketing right so like the essence of marketing is you can promote how exciting and beneficial and you know how amazing your product is for customers and you know facebook and instagram it's basically in the policies you can't do that you have to you know drive to an educational landing page and then you have to offer a topical product that's not an ingestible same thing with snapchat same thing with google ppc same thing with amazon um you know and so you're allowed to market but you're forced to dumb down your marketing so much that it doesn't even really represent the brand. Um, and this doesn't just happen to CBD industry. This is, you know, alcohol happens a lot to other cannabis, um, any, a lot of nutraceuticals, um, and even like TikTok bans all supplements. So not even like a, a protein powder. I don't think you can do on, on TikTok right now. So and now a quick break for a quick word from our sponsor, Okendo. Okendo is the new standard in customer reviews for high growth Shopify brands. We use them with our clients and they work with over 4,000 of the fastest growing Shopify retailers like Skims, Nomad, and Buck Mason to help them leverage their most powerful asset, their customers. Okendo gives brands all the tools they need to capture and showcase customer generated content like product reviews and ratings, photos and videos, and Q&A. Plus, they have an awesome integration with Klaviyo that makes it easy to do cool stuff like send review request emails and target shoppers based on review content. And now that it's that time of year again, when Black Friday and Cyber Monday are top of mind, Okendo is offering a 90-day free trial to help e-commerce brands ramp holiday conversion without having to worry about increased subscription costs. If you sign up before October 31st, you pay nothing until 2022. It's really a no-brainer to me, and don't worry, you won't be forced into any expensive annual contracts after your trial is up. They offer super affordable monthly subscriptions starting at $29. So you can make the most out of this holiday season with a little help from Okendo. Visit okendo.io and start your free trial today. That's O-K-E-N-D-O dot I-O. Thanks, Okendo, for sponsoring the show. Yeah. What's su- what sucks too, Dylan, is we, we've tried to follow the rules and listen to these sales reps for these different marketing platforms. And then our accounts just get banned, right? So we have to spin up another business manager account under like, I mean, Bo and I both use our mom's uh, personal account to do like- Oh no, you've got that far yeah, down got the family the line. <laughs> yeah. and, and accounts out of Puerto Rico. I mean, you just do what you have to do um, because it's the-, the the chain of command is so like discombobulated. Right? Yeah. And beyond um, that too, like us going down that path, now we're, we're shadow banned. Uh, like on Instagram, for example, if somebody tries to search for our handle, it's suppressed um, in like the, in the Instagram SERP. So people can't even find our brand. Uh, and this happens 
across all the different channels um, where we're just getting suppressed constantly. I'm, I'm pretty sure our, our logo, our actual, our actual brand is, uh, is like banned on, on Facebook. So it's in the at, algorithm. We're, we're looking into the future. Like when they finally allow it, we're going to try to spin up, you know, fully compliant ads. And they're going to be like, <laughs> you, you guys are already banned completely from the platform. So hopefully that doesn't bite us. You know, at the, at the end of the day, uh, we're, a lot of the stuff we're saying is negative, right? And people don't want to hear us just bitch about shit. They're like, oh, tough <laughs> what? you're in CBD. Like, guess what? This is what you sign up for. So the positive is, is that as a small, nimble company, which is for any, you know, um, for any startup, is that it's just an opportunity, right? What that means on a, on a macro level is that if you are not playing expert level GoldenEye and you're trying to start as a beginner, like you're going to get slaughtered, which removes competition from it's a, it's a huge barrier to entry. So, you know, when we're operating, um, you know, we're really, you have to be like really sophisticated in marketing under, I mean, going policy level on, on campaign management. And so that's why you see a lot of small CBD brands fall off, um, and mid tier to large, you know, accelerate because they can build teams and they've been through the ringer before. Um, and so it, it is an opportunity too, um, and, it, and it removes competition. Um, they just won't last. So, and, and to answer your question, that was well said, but I, I totally agree. And to answer your question, Dylan, like the, we, we try to concentrate on the, on the frictionless channels, right? Um, so where we do a really good job is with earned media, um, which is awesome because, you know, that's stuff that we're, we're not paying for, where it just comes from a more credible source. Uh, and we've been featured in the, in the Los Angeles Times, Men's Health, Cosmopolitan. I mean, tons of different publications that just the editors just love our products and, and will write about us. Uh, we've also done podcast marketing. We can do influencer marketing, uh, which we've seen some really good success there um, because that's just that's not through paid on, on Instagram. It's just people flashing the, you know, the products on their on their page poster stories. Um, so there's different ways we can get creative to get our products out there. but. Um, on the paid side, uh, it's just really tough. Yeah. And when you say podcast, is that like paid podcast sponsorship? Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like? Like when, how long, how long have you guys been advertising on podcasts? 2000, 2018. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because podcasts, like when you look at, uh, campaign channels, like people are like, Oh, you invest in podcasts and you invest in display programmatic and CTV and paid, you know, Facebook podcasts, every podcast is almost its own independent channel. Um, you know, podcasts owned by Spotify, which is, you know, something that we're running into now have, you know, Spotify level board of directors and limited partners restrictions and, and all that. Restrictions. But, you know, podcast marketing has always been pretty frictionless for us. Like the podcast hosts, like we worked with Hey Babe, those guys are awesome. I mean, they can say whatever the fuck they want. Um, and, and they can talk about our brand in this, you know, true brand fashion of how Sunday Scaries helped them with a stupid hangover or a breakup, and they don't have to be censored. So podcast has been really exciting. Um, and we've, you know, worked with everyone from Skinny Confidential to Barstool Sports uh, in the past, and that's always been a, a good source for us. So, And what's that like? Is it like, hey, we're going to run for like, we're going to sponsor one episode, we're going to run for three months, do you want to do it long term? Or like, what, how do you think about that? Um, I mean, on a top level, uh, you know, and this is for all brands is like, you typically want to run at least like four to seven podcasts because like episodes I mean, of a specific podcast or like yeah, episodes multiple, because okay. you want those touch points, right? Yeah. Some people are going to go home with you on the first night, right? You know, you go to a bar and maybe 1% of the people there will go home with you on the first night and, you know, but it's, it's like going to a bar. You like, you know, you want to go there and say, Hey, what's going on? Nice to meet you. Then you get number, then you go on a date, you know, and eventually you close like four, five, six, seven days down the line. That's, that's a normal e-commerce pattern too. So you want it, you want those touch points. You want them to be warmed up, um, and understand your brand through podcasts. So if that's a weekly podcast, then you're looking at like a two month engagement. Got it. And then do you ex- like, do you see certain podcasts work better than others? Or you're like, okay, after like two months, let's double down. Like, let's lock in for the next year. Like, is there a limit to like how that goes? Cause I think like, you know, like yeah. for example, athletic greens runs the athletic greens playbook. And it's like Tim Ferriss is talking about them all the time. And I'm sure it's like, it's like, Oh man, I keep hearing about this. I got to try it is what a lot of people think of like what you're saying. Um, but like, yeah. How do you, how do you think about scaling podcasts? 
So there's, that's, that's a really good question. Um, you know, and, and to be honest, like gun to my head, scaling podcasts is finding multiple podcasts that you can layer. Um, and so that would be, you know, effectively one channel because you do get oversaturated, right? Um, the two methods of thought there are one, if you run with a podcast for eight weeks, maybe you take a break for two months and you're re-engaged. So you kind of get that life cycle going with it, you know, um, so people aren't just burn out. The second method of thought though, is like what you said with Tim Ferriss is like, <laughs> if you're going to buy a green juice and you've been listening to athletic greens from Tim Ferriss and you get to, and you start researching it, I think that you're going to end up buying athletic greens over five other companies because subconsciously you've been warmed up to it, right? You may not even know it. Um, and there's a, a really good book called subliminal, um, by Leonard Maldonoff highly recommend it. It's really cool. It talks about subconscious uh, marketing, but it's just how people perceive brands um, and how they make decisions. Yeah. And like with that, when you're thinking about the ad structure, like, is there any, like, do you, have you tested that too? Like, oh, like including a discount code works better than not. Or how do you think about like structuring the actual podcast ad? Podcast ads, you always want to use um, a discount code. Podcast attribution is really difficult. Um, and so you're using a, the discount to attribute? There, Yeah, there is a level of faith that you have to put in. Um, there is something called Chartable. Um, and there's other, like, uh, I think it's called Pixelfy. But there's, you know, pixels that now podcasts are implementing, um, where if someone listens to a podcast, they're cookied and they come back and they purchase on your site without a coupon code, it'll still show up in attribution. That attribution method isn't tried and true for us yet, um, but it does give better insight as far as impressions because that's one thing you don't get. You really only get conversion data with coupons. Um, you don't know how much indirect traffic you received that didn't purchase and if they converted down the line. So, um, there's, you know, there's also looking at looking at lifts um, that occur within certain time periods in Google Analytics and setting up post-purchase surveys. Um, you know, we've relied on that a lot in the past just to get a feel for where people at least initially heard of us. Um, and going back to what Bo said, I think it's, I think you got to know with podcast marketing, it's, it's part of that, you know, seven step uh, funnel um, as a touch point. Um, and it's, it's to me, uh, a big brand awareness campaign uh, instead of just, you know, direct response, direct response, direct response. Got it. And then do you think of like influencer as more of the direct response route, considering like you're limited in terms of like what you can do on paid search and social? Or how do you think about like, what does the funnel look like for a CBD brand that has the limitations that you guys have been talking about? Yeah. So, you know, the seven touch, I mean, we say like four to seven touch points, there might be two touch points in each part of the funnel, you know, on, on the top of marketing, um, for tofu, you want your CPMs to be super low, you know, podcasts, affiliates, um, influencer marketing, display, CTV, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, on paid side. And that might even be like the dumbed down marketing, our middle of funnel affiliates, display, email. Um, there are a lot of softwares for, you know, third party data, um, retargeting. And then, you know, bottom of funnel is retargeting through display and still affiliates. I mean, uh, an email. So, you know, there, there's a lot of different steps and it'll be different for every CBD company and it'll be different for every, um, you know, consumer package, good company as well. Uh, it just depends on where they can get eyes and how important those eyes are. So I, I think our brand shines really well too, um, on podcasts in particular, just to use that as an example. Uh, because we just have a really fun brand voice, you know. You, you wake up hungover on a on a Sunday and and check your your text messages, and you sent some stuff that you regret the night before, and you check your your bank account, and you spent too much money at the bar, and then you check your emails, and you're worried about the impending doom of Monday and and having to go and uh, be subject to your your bosses yelling and talking about that versus just being like hey we have a product and there's cbd in it uh like ingredient based marketing um i th i think we have a huge advantage there uh just with with how our brand tone and brand voices yeah definitely and i think that makes sense too with like why the podcasts are successful because especially like you said where it's like the ones that worked out the best are when the person's like sharing their experience like i i guess that would make sense why like barstool and like those style that category of podcasts where they're like a little too honest about like their personal lives. And then like, it's really easy plug for Sunday series. Is like that way you, 
Is that what you try to do on the podcast strategy too? Like with just like thinking about it that way? Yeah, I would say just dictate it to whatever uh, you know ailment the podcast host is uh, is suffering. Um, so if, if if it's sleep, then you know we can create like a sleep bundle around that and really highlight it. The the biggest thing we try to avoid is anything that's not genuine, right? So um, that's why it's cool that we have different products for different use cases because uh, we can send them all our, our entire you know product portfolio um, to the podcast hosts and and have them try out what they like and and highlight what actually works for them. It's it's it. much better for a podcast host to talk about how they've taken Sunday scaries and helped them deal with their crazy mother-in-law versus like take Sunday scaries. It'll help de-stress your day, right? Like right. people get served that shit all the time. Um, more ingredient-based marketing. And like Mike said, people want to be able to relate. Like people yeah. aren't taking Sunday scaries to de-stress. They're 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 taking Sunday scaries to deal with their neighbor that plays too loud of music at night or has a loud, obnoxious dog or or because they got home from an eight-hour shift and they've got three kids at home and they want to decompress so that they can just like be present when playing with their kids. Like that's why people take Sunday scaries. It's not just to de-stress, right? It's very specific outcome goals. Right. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you have the CBD brands that are just like CBD, CBD, CBD. And like that's the that's the marketing pitch. And that was cool in 2017 and 18, ingredient-based marketing for, I mean, when coconut water came out, it was like, hey, this is coconut water, buy it. And people were like, fuck yeah, coconut water. And then now it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, this, this bottle is 50% recycled. So people have an emotional connection um, to that, right? So that's why they would buy it. And it's very Simon Sinek TED Talk. Like, I mean, customers believe why you're doing something. They don't give a shit what you're selling. It's why, right? So yeah, no, and that makes total sense. I mean, just in general too, like you, like you said, like you used to be able to get away with much simpler messaging, especially when Facebook was firing because you could just like the algorithm would just find those people and your messaging could just be CBD. It already knows who's looking for the product versus today. What you guys are saying is like totally the right approach, which is like, Hey, why do people actually need my product? And I think that's why a lot of people are caught in a bind. They have a product that nobody really actually needs. Um, or like there was a lot of D to C for X that didn't really need to exist necessarily versus like a new actual innovative product with like what you guys are doing. Um, and I think like the way you're marketing is it, it is like the right way to think about it. Like, how do you think about, cause we are in this different spot, although Facebook ads and all that isn't really affecting you as much as everybody else who is way more dependent. You kind of went into that before everybody else, but like, how are you guys thinking about marketing now? Um, you know, as you continue to scale throughout this year? I mean, it, it depends on the, the stage of the funnel. Um, you know, and everyone has a, a point, right? For, for the top level, it's the why, right? Like why is someone to, our, our tagline is defeat the beast within or CBD for a scare-free life. And, you know, really it's like Red Bull gives you wings, right? When people see that commercial, Red Bull gives you wings, people internalize and personalize what wings means to them. Defeat the beast within, people get to defeat their own beast, right? It's not some generic, you know, population beast. It's whatever they're personally dealing with. And, you know, we're definitely in the experiential age, like price sensitivity is not really there. It's about experience and customer service, right? It's Amazon same day delivery. And so, you know, really building that experience that's personalized for the customers is so, so important. Um, to dovetail off that too, we're, we're pretty unique um, as a company with regards to our branding, with our products. Like it's not Sunday Scaries oil, Sunday Scaries gummies, Sunday Scaries candy. Each different SKU has its own brand personality. Um, so it's really fun because, you know, we have unicorn jerky, which is our ode to pride where we... And what is that? What is unicorn jerky? That is um, a candy we rolled out uh, in memory of my sister who, who took her life. Um, so, so we give uh, proceeds back to the LGBTQ suicide hotline prevention line, uh, the Trevor Project. So that, 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 that skew in particular means a lot to me, uh, obviously. And then we have Big Spoon, which is um, our sleep oil. So it'll you know, have you sleep in like the little spoon again. We have our Tub Cubs, which is our really cool uh, bath bombs. And if you go to our website, sundayscaries.com and go to each different uh, PDP, there's actually a video um, specifically for that product that, that highlights what the use case is and, and when you're supposed to take it. And there's a lot of humor injected in those videos. So I encourage uh, everybody, if, if you want to have some fun, you can just go to all the different products that we offer on our site and, and watch those videos to get a feel for what the products are. And now a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Recharge. 
The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly $500 billion by 2025. As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution, helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen your brand's relationship with your customers and make it easy for consumers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with the subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash e-commerce leaders. And now back to the show. Yeah, I can tell you guys are really intentional about the creative aspect too. Like it doesn't seem like any, it's not like just a YouTube video was added and like, here's the play button. Like everything seems really intentional in terms of like design and look and feel. Appreciate that because it costs a lot of money to develop. <laughs> yeah. And we spend a shit ton of time on it <laughs> for saying that. And it's hard because you put it's like putting the cart before the horse, right? I mean, when you work on brand, you're really, I mean, that is a non-direct ROI channel right there. Um so I mean it's that, hard because you need it long term, but short term, it is like putting the cart before the horse. It is. So it's it, it's fun for us though. That's that's I think where we shine, you know, brand and marketing. That's where we have the most fun, that's where we smile the most. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody can launch a CBD product, but like to be able to market it the way you guys are, it's like totally different. And I noticed like you're also focused on like driving people into subscription. Like, has that been a goal from day one or that's like new, like, hey, let's try to extend lifetime value as much as possible? Or what does that yeah. look like? And I, I would say for, for any e-com brand, and if you can do it at a retail level, um, you know, subscriptions are what you want because you're going to build customer loyalty. You get to understand the customer more, um, upsell, cross-sell opportunities. The LTV is higher. You can pay more to acquire a customer, which is probably the most important aspect. Um, customer acquisition costs are just skyrocketing. Um, I mean, they fluctuate with the market. If Facebook increases their cost, you know, their cost per uh, thousand impressions. Um, and so it's really the LTV really, you know, pays for the customers. So. I think also too, it gives us the ability to to curate, uh, you know, boxes, subscription boxes specifically for our customers. Um, so, for example, if they're dealing with daily stress, they can use our Sunday Scaries OG gummy bears, and then if they're dealing with uh, with sleep problems, they can also pair that up with our Big Spoon to take at night. Um, and that we we allow that customization on the back end through our portal. Uh, for customers to go in and, and modify their subscriptions, swap out products, um, you know, increase, uh, you know, just add, add like a one-time purchase to their upcoming shipment, um, a ton of different options and, and areas of customization. Yeah. And I noticed you have the bundle too. And like back to the branding, the side piece bundle um, for, for the naming. It's the only side piece you're allowed to bring home. <laughs> it's the, the best of both worlds. Nice. Um, how do you think about bundling? Because I know you have a lot of different options. Is it like, is that something you're trying to push now too? Like as there's more saturation online? Yeah. In, in the future, um, I mean, we have what are called sprints of development. Um, we have a, a really amazing subscription flow that's being built out. And yeah, I mean, bundling is is better for the customer um, because you're you know offering basically a bulk discount. It's better for us because um, the customer gets more um, and then also, you know, the gross margin is is better um, so that we can continue to operate and continue to grow and market and provide more value for our customers, because that's basically where all the money gets reinvested. If it's not in marketing, it's in customer value um, to retain those customers. Um, and so we, we do think the bundles are the future and it's those bundles, though, um, I'll preface, they are customized. So like what you see on the site now isn't going to be what it's like in three months. It'll be all customized per person as if you were going into a Starbucks and you get your seven ingredient, um, seven instruction, you know, mochaccino or something. So, mm. And then when you say, wh what was the word you use? Customer, um, 
you're like, we invest in customer acquisition and then it was customer value. customer retention and value. Yeah. Customer so, I mean, retention and value. Yeah. Tell me about that. Cause I feel like that's something that's been overlooked. Like w- when the Facebook machine was rolling you just, you know, spin the slot machine and like, it was a winner every time. Not a lot of people really thought about like nurturing those existing customer relationships. So how do you think about like that customer value that you talk about? Uh, it's the Pat Flynn super fan, right? I mean, you do everything you can to make sure your customers feel valued, heard. If they don't like something, you fix it right away. And then you have to create a system for that. Um, as much manual work as you want to do, it's not scalable if you want to have 10,000 monthly subscribers, right? Or 100,000 monthly subscribers. So that's that's the challenge. And we continually deal, deal with that. It's like, as we acquire more monthly subscribers, how do we make sure that every person at every level with every product feels value, that they're getting more value than they're paying? Because um, that's, the, that's the ultimate churn right there is if someone feels like they're getting way more value than what they're paying, they'll stay on. Right? It's why we have Netflix. I'm getting 700,000 shows for 20 bucks a month, right? So that value prop, you know, is is really a cornerstone of every, every week's focus. That, that's what keeps us going too, Dylan, is, is you know, we use Yacht Post. So all of our reviews are uh, verified customers uh, and we get them sent directly to our inboxes, both Bo and, and, and me. So we receive those on a daily basis and read through those. Uh, and they're, they're heartfelt, you know, heartwarming testimonials about our product, which is super cool because some people are dealing with, you know, debilitating stress um, where their life just can't go on or it seems like it's imploding and, and we have the remedy for that. Um, and reading through those and being able to get back to the customer, you know, Bo writes emails from the founder um, frequently and, and we've even handwritten um, notes and letters to some of our customers um, that's how you can really establish this community of diehards uh, that will do anything for the brand. And you know, we have subscribers that have been on for two plus years um, that just can't get enough. And and those are the people that we work hard for. Wow, that's amazing! Two years. I mean, that really says a lot about your product. Actually, actually, like three years now. Um, we wow. migrated so that the the recycles um, got reset. But yeah, it's. I mean, we have some way way up there. So. Some people with subscription plans are going to think that you guys are lying just because like, it's like, I think for so many people, like they can't fathom like having, having retention like that. But I mean, that just sounds like a testament to how you guys handle customers, the customer value, and then also the quality of the product and how, how it really works. If they love CBD, uh, you know, and, and we resonate with them as a, you know, more millennial facing brand, then they should be with us. Um, and, and we'll fight tooth and nail to get them into our scary squad um, and to retain them. Um, and if they don't like CBD, there's nothing really we can do about that. So that's just unfortunate. But if they like CBD and they're you know, a millennial and they're dealing with stress and anxiety, like that's, that's our target niche, right? We don't deal with pain and inflammation. If you're 65 and bump your knee and want to put a cream on your knee, like we're not the right brand. That's <laughs> not what we do. So yeah, it's like the complete opposite for like people who really need it. I mean, once Gen Z hits, you guys are going to be like, once they start to really become the go-to, like Sunday Scaries is really going to blow up. Um, I feel like like all the social media they have is just going to make, I mean, it's it's really sad like to see the effects of anxiety that they all have. But um, I mean, you guys are positioned to, I mean, help a lot of people with that. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's definitely, <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, I was going to say, yeah, social media expectations, uh, you know, people worried about, whether or not they're you're, you know, they go on social media, they see their friend purportedly traveling all the time. And, you know, they think they're not progressing as much as, as they should be in their career. They don't have the best setup or they don't have the, uh, the accessibility to, to experience the same experiences that they're, that they're seeing, but what they're not seeing is that dark side. Right. Um, so I totally agree with you. I think once the buying power is there, uh, for Gen Z, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be the brand that, that steps in and provides them with a remedy. Yeah, that's great. And speaking of that, I know we're starting to run out of time here, but like, what are you guys most excited about with the with the brand for this year and beyond? So, you know, we uh, we actually, I mean, we've we've just had like this last few months has been crazy with internal company changes, um, all good for improvement. Um, you know, we're we're moving into CTV, which is really exciting um, to get more, you know, of our our videos. Like, we have amazing content videos, but. They were they were made when we could really use them on on platforms and then the platforms changed policy so we're excited to kind of run frictionless with those um, and, and share those those content image or those uh, content videos 
Um, and then just being creative and exploring new channels that that aren't yet that are like white space for us, um, kind of as you know pioneers uh, for the CBD space because it's it's always a, a game of creativity, right? Um, and, and how you find new channels to connect with people. Yeah, for for me, it would be product innovation. Uh, that's something I love is just going through, you know, polling our customers and seeing what product that they want next. Um, going through that, you know, formulation phase that we talked about earlier on the podcast, and then you know, adding on that personalization for each different brand that we launch. Uh, that's the stuff that that gets me out of bed in the morning, um, and just allows you know different options for our customers when they come to the site, depending on what their use case is. Um, and then be, after that, you know, the next steps is is creating content around that, uh, which again with the product videos will get a good feel. That that's that's the fun stuff, right? We we get to hire actors and and shoot content um, and have these assets that are just super relatable and have to do. Uh, with each of the different products individually. Um, that's what I'm stoked about. Uh, up, upcoming too, the next uh, SKU that we have is our extra strength product, um, which is going to be a piece in the value ladder for our customers with uh, you know more serious stress conditions. Um, you know they can they can elevate and get to the uh, to the extra strength level where the milligram dosage is higher up at 20, 25 mg per gummy instead of ten. So. Nice. That's awesome. I'm sure there's a ton of people listening who are like, oh, I got to try this now. Um, you know, whether they're, they're feeling the Sunday scaries or, you know, they've got the pressure of an e-commerce PL or, you know, Facebook's not cranking like it used to. Where can they go to learn more and find those products? Just uh, sundayscaries.com. It's that easy. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll add a nugget that I wanted to share uh, because... Yeah, do it. You know, for as like a weapon in your, you know, in your quiver... This was called right your arrows uh for small so. businesses that, that we've seen success with is you know how do you find new channels right how do you find the cutting edge shit that's gonna separate you from the big public company that's outdated and dinosaurs right that's um in cubicles still and what we've done is we get, you go to you know vc sites and see what new projects they're investing in and research those companies because those are usually the most cutting edge um you know technologically advanced companies that vcs are investing in if they have marketing capabilities, then they're they're always good things to to you know review. And you can almost be a for those companies be a first time mover in your industry. Um, and so that those implications are just like you 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 can't even fathom like these technologies that are available to you. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a really good way to expand your reach um, where your competitors have not yet gone. Yeah, and and how are you tracking those down? You're just going through like top VCs in commerce enablement and just like looking through those pretty much? Who invests in CPG brands? What are the top VCs? Who's in their portfolio? What do they do? Um, you know, for a small business, you know, those those resources and those companies that you would never be able to find online are, are really good, you know, opportunities to take advantage. A lot, maybe they have beta tests and they'll actually test their service with you for free for a few months, right? There's, there's a lot of creative ways um, to go about that. Now, of course, there's a thousand VCs and a million startups, so I didn't diverge too much information of who we specifically look at, but that's a it's it's a really good resource for small businesses. Yeah, and, and you can, I mean, it's going to vary for everybody. I think on that note too, something else cool that you can do is just like look through job boards and see like who's hiring for what. I know a lot of people do that for like, you know, it's like you see like Google's hiring for like a certain type of engineer and they're like, oh, they're getting into self-driving cars or like, you know, they're going to launch a rocket or something, but like, same with like, you can go to your competitor and they're like, Hey, we're hiring a, uh, you know, X, Y, Z manager to manage an ad spend of this. And like, make like, sometimes they're way too specific. They're like secure 50 podcast sponsorships a quarter or like whatever it is. And then you're like, Oh, interesting. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a competitor, but just seeing how other DTC brands think about it. Um, that's, I, I, that's another way. It's like, basically if you're just like, if you love this stuff enough, you can get into the weeds. And before you know it, you're like 27 tabs deep into a crunch base from like a LinkedIn of like some random consumer VC. And then you're like, that's it. Yeah. But all you need back looping all the way back around is you need to find that for an e-com company is find that scalable uh, channel for yourself, right? That's, that's And then the pour goal. the gas on the fire. Pour the gas. Stop looking for the, uh, the golden, the golden, well, find the golden nugget and then stop looking for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you always need incremental channels that, you know, just support you. Um, but trying to find that scalable 
you know, gas pouring channel is, is key. Um, cause really you need one, right? If you can scale it, um, substantially, like that's, that's a, that's a really good leader. Yeah. And I see that all the time too, with like the most successful brands that we work with in terms of highest revenue or, or same goes with the people I interview on the podcast. Like one example that always sticks out that I always highlight is, um, the founder CEO of Vanity Planet, when they discovered influencer marketing works, like he's like, boom, scaled that department up in the company to 20 people in a year. And it's like, that's a perfect example of like, you find something that works and you just scale it. And I don't think most people really scale the effective channels. Like, especially now, like everybody's like, oh, if I could go back to 2016 and get that like 4X, 5X, 10X ROAS again, like I would have put way more money into it. It's like, great. So four years from now, when you're getting even less return, are you going to wish you put more money in now? And it's just kind of like, all comes back to that. But I totally agree with your point. I think most people don't drill deep enough into what's working. And instead, like, I don't know. It's just like, you'd rather we're all builders and finders and explorers. So we'd rather find like that new thing and just get like a quick hit than like keep doing the same thing over and over again, when it's almost like, that's really what you need to do to drive growth. And yeah. I have, a, I, I, I fail at that all the time. And Mike, has oh, to same here. <laughs> Cause I'll just, I'll just float into the universe and Mike has to, you know, grab me by the shoes and yank me back down to earth and make sure that I'm, I'm dealing rationally. So that's, that's why we're a good pair. Yes, the, the hedgehog versus the fox, right? And good to great. Um, again, really drilling down and focusing on on what works and amplifying that instead of just this innate desire at the beginning stage to be omnipresent. Because what that channel is going to do is, is going to be the engine, the revenue driving engine that's going to support the omnipresence later on. Um, so I totally agree with you guys. Yeah, because yeah, and then otherwise you're just spread too thin with not enough resources. Hundred percent. Like it's easy to have twelve marketing channels when you got a hundred forty people on your team, which is like everyone's looking up to these D to C brands that are valued at like billions of dollars, and then it's like a hundred to a thousand people on their team. Like it's a lot easier to be everywhere when you have somebody who can focus on everything, or in a lot yeah. of cases, like fifteen people or on one channel. Or you're managing, you know, five different agencies, and you have to, you know, your your cadence with the agency is really poor, and you're spread too thin, and you know, the agencies are collecting fees, and you're not getting performance out of it. So, yeah, that too. It, it happens both ways. So you need depth. Um, well, cool. Well, hey, it's been great to to have you both on the show. Once again, SundayScaries.com. Any other final thoughts or words of advice to end on? Well done is better than well said. <laughs> jump jump off the ledge and build your wings on the way down. That's my favorite. Yeah. It's the only That's way. That's my podcast. That's all I got. Dylan, awesome. this was awesome, man. Thanks for having us. You got to Yeah, kick thanks out. for coming on the show. Yeah. yeah. Great job, Dylan. If, if you're ever in San Diego, look us up. <laughs> I will. I'll, uh, I'll definitely take you guys up on that. Cool. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wavebreak Podcast. If you're not subscribed on iTunes or Spotify, go hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. And if you're not on our email list, go sign up at wavebreak.co slash join. You'll join other e-commerce leaders at brands like Skims, Cartier, and Walmart, and thousands more learning exactly what's working in e-commerce right now. You won't want to miss it. Sign up at wavebreak.co slash join. It's free. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Waybreak Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day.